0: From runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the Internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 774, looking at the Windows Server 2022 preview with guest Robert Smith. Recorded Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Run As Radio is produced each week by Sound Thoughts LLC. For more information, visit SoundThoughtsLLC.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. My guest today is Robert Smith, who is an EMEA cloud solution architect at Insight, and is a current Microsoft MVP for Cloud and Data Center, starting back in 2009 and in 2019. He became an Insider MVP as well. Over 20 years of experience in IT, working in educational healthcare and finance industries, And Robert's past experience in the trenches of IT gives him the knowledge and insight that helps him communicate effectively with IT professionals. I follow his blog, and so should you. And you can also follow him on Twitter, at ClusterNVP. Great name for for Twitter. Welcome, Robert.
1: Yeah, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, And, you know, I've been watching the announcements around Server 2022. And I don't know... Do pe- people really care about operating systems anymore? Like, we all have them, but it just doesn't seem to be the same hoopla around the next version of Windows.
1: Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a bit surprised because Microsofts uh, keep it uh, really under the radar. And uh, normally, MVPs will be uh, onboarded uh, very soon and uh, did some, uh, yeah, beta uh, views. But in this time, well, it was already there. Mm-hmm and uh, now it's an insider preview build, and of course there are some preview preview builds but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> and anybody can be an insider if you want to you just sign up
1: absolutely absolutely and you should you should sign up uh, for insider because that gives you uh, the chance for the early bits and then not only for the server but also for windows 10 right see all the first and uh, and all the uh, previews but you can easily run it on your Windows 10 system because Hyper-V is already included.
0: Right, right. So have you got a a Server 2022 set up in a a Hyper-V instance on your machine? Yes. Okay.
1: I got uh, several and uh, and if you want, you know, a little bit more advanced. If you set it up uh, to uh, the Hyper-V and you have a disk, you can upload this uh, to Azure and uh, run it in Azure also. Right. Uh, Because the preview is not yet available in asia but if you want you can run it over there also
0: it's really interesting and, it, and it's also just a question of what are we looking for what are, what are the we when we talk about new features of server 2022 like what do you look at what are you excited for
1: yeah well i think the security piece it's uh it's interesting to see mm-hmm. what microsoft is moving because security is nowadays uh yeah or should always be a big business but uh lately with cloud hybrid uh, technology uh, security is uh, should be on the top of your list
0: yeah well uh, and and the black hats are getting blacker like it's not only a lot of hacks but they are very intentionally destructive too like it's 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 hard to run your own gear these days just with the threat levels that are out there
1: yes you have to uh, pay notice of uh, what you are doing and uh leave the door um, a little bit open uh, the next time you come in and uh and the room is uh, full with uh, black eyes yeah. you know black uh, <laughs> hackers uh, and uh that is something uh, you don't want right so um yeah if you uh, are a friendly hacker and uh, leave a note from hey you have uh, something in your server but yeah that is often not the case yeah they uh, place uh, all kind of stuff uh, of software in it. And uh, that is something you don't need. But all these features, all these nice features like uh, um, the core um, uh, security that comes in uh, server 2022. Yeah, that's not there yet. And uh, it's also depending on the hardware vendors. So in this case, yeah, the secured core server, um, yeah, it's also a little bit waiting on uh, on the hardware vendors, uh, what they yeah, point to us and uh, how we can test this.
0: Yeah, these things like secure boot, like this reminds me of the original TPM stuff going back to, to well, heck, I hate to say it, but Vista, right? Vista really, after Service Pack 2 of XP, it was Vista that really started with the, the trusted uh, platform stuff. This has got to be a much more mature version of it.
1: Yeah, and and even for the hardware change, uh, you need to have a TPM chip uh, two Right. And it, so if you don't have it, or some you have a small company and uh, a little bit outdated server, but it doesn't have the uh, the latest and the greatest uh, hardware, so all these features are useless to you. And so they are pushing also getting new hardware if you have. Or want to have the latest uh, features enabled, and your machine must be certified for that.
0: And you can run an instance in Hyper-V and it'll still lean on the TPM chip of its host.
1: Yes, but it should be a generation two.
0: Okay, but it does need to be gen two.
1: If you have a generation one, yeah. So the generation.
0: Uh, I've certainly encountered issues where having mixed servers, some TPM ones and some TPM twos you can't really move the VMs around properly. Like, it will cause you grief. Well,
1: it depends on uh, what kind of hardware it's really uh, or below right. uh, your high tech. stack. So if it's uh, proper configured and uh, you have uh, best practices of Microsoft, then, yeah, it should be okay.
0: Okay, so you can mix TPM versions with a set of VMs?
1: Well, you can go up, but lower. You can't. Of course. Uh, you can't go That's down. always a problem. <laughs> no, no. So if you are... Uh, uh, BitLocker system in uh, TPM uh, 1.5 or something, and you move this uh, to a better machine uh, that has uh, TPM 2.0, right. then uh, it still works, right? But uh, if you use features, uh, features on uh, 2.0, like uh, uh, later maybe the secure core server, and you have some legacy machine, yeah, that
0: should work. Yeah, you're going to get into trouble with that. It seems Absolutely. to me that they I mean, TPM 2 has been around for a while now. It seems to me that this... Twenty twenty two is not so much adding new security features as making a lot of these security features default, like TLS one point three, no SMB one, like stuff we've been that Ned Pyle's been telling us to do forever, now just on by default in twenty
1: twenty two. Yeah, and surprisingly, um there's also a little integration um in Azure. Mm-hmm. And I think the way it goes, maybe in the next three, four uh, versions of server, maybe it's getting an appliance or something quite easy that's already there. And uh, because what else do we need in the server? Right. Everything is there. uh, It's improved. Versions are being better. True. And uh, now admin center is there to manage all the systems remotely, uh, getting easier also for the average IT guy. Uh, not a high um, goal for uh, managing a server huh? you have this admin uh, and everything goes up practically automatically for you
0: yeah it's tough to consider the idea of running new servers. what do you really need them for on-prem is it doesn't it make more sense to spend more money on better bandwidth to the cloud rather than than uh, putting hardware in the office anymore
1: yeah but uh, bandwidth it's uh, yeah it depends on where you live true sure. you know I have I have at home a gig fiber, so
0: right.
1: yeah, just because you can.
0: Yeah, right. and, why, and why wouldn't uh, you? But it, you you know yeah. and every, we've, we're still dealing with the pandemic issues and everybody's working from home and we're finding out who's got good connectivity to their home and who doesn't. You know, if you're creating those dependencies where these guys are moving multi-gigabyte files into their machines at home, and it doesn't matter how good your pipe is, that's a long time. That's a lot of data being hauled around.
1: Absolutely. If you're testing some SQL databases or uh, terabytes of data, then um, yeah, your pipe is being tested, mm-hmm. and uh, and no matter what uh, kind of BV hardware you have, it's it's always the connection, uh, connectivity, and um, yeah,
0: it is the constrained resource these days.
1: Yes, and connectivity is uh, it's next to the thing, uh, the internet. It's uh, really important. It's um, yeah, and there comes your server server gets less important in that case because you kind of do something with this eh? connectivity to, to the internet publishing things maybe do some virtualization uh, on this uh, windows 10 systems mm-hmm. or yeah it depends on your workload
0: yeah but always you, uh, and i think that's yeah. you know the, I'm, the it's always an interesting conversation i have with folks it's like well, what servers are you keeping on prem at the office still versus what you shifted to the cloud in the, especially in the past year, this great migration into the cloud, uh, you know, driven by the current crisis. But uh, there's some stuff I think that still makes sense in 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 office. You're never not you're never going to go without any servers. It's just fewer.
1: And the best part is you get a reason to upgrade. Yeah, uh, because a, a lot of companies are still running Server 2008 and maybe older. Mm-hmm. I've seen them, but um, you shouldn't do that. But um, if you get poked by uh, someone on the internet, yeah, well, you're in uh, bad shape uh, because your, your environment
0: is gone. Yeah, 2008 is out of support. We really have to get past that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And that gives Microsoft <laughs> another reason saying, well, now uh, in uh, in the next year, Server 2022 is there, so you should upgrade.
0: Yeah, as long as the hardware is compatible, as long as it's, it's, you've got the modern version of the hardware. Um, always, always. Have you been looking at these upgrade the the new container approaches? Is that something on your radar in terms of because it seems like servers headed that way, getting doing more containerization of applications.
1: Yeah, so Kubernetes is also there, mm-hmm. and uh, but that is currently not really in the twenty twenty two. That's still uh, pending on uh, in the next releases, probably. Right. So in the next, I say releases in the next builds uh, that are coming from the from the server preview. So um, yeah, I'm yeah, curious on uh, how that will run and uh, what you can do. yeah these- And uh, that is something uh, it's also on the focus of a lot of people. Eh? like you said, uh, container variation is uh, something, yeah, it's on the radar,
0: but um, yeah, it's certainly something I've been talking to folks about is, they've got old applications that are not going to be improved right there's nobody building new versions of that software the company still depends on it can I put it in some kind of encapsulation some kind of protection so that I don't have to worry about its security issues I don't have to worry about it interacting with other software containers seems to be a great answer to that I just I don't know that there's a one-size-fits-all approach to take to keeping old software safe
1: yeah I don't think so I don't think um, for a lot of applications, uh, maybe web applications or that kind of stuff, uh, that's easy. But you have in a lot of these alter applications, you need to put something here and a string over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, that makes it uh, probably really difficult to run that uh, in a container. But yeah. Testing is key.
0: Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to evaluate each piece of software. And if you are you know, again, you can't modify it. Typically the scenario I've seen is folks can't change that software. So if it's badly behaved from a container approach, it's just not gonna work for you. If you could change it, you wouldn't have this problem in the first place.
1: Yeah, Well it's not stable enough, you know, Yeah. you get it working, but uh, you have to restart this container 10 times a day, then yeah, it's yeah. also probably useless. And then you can always choose, well, okay, here's a VM running um, not an outdated uh, Windows server version.
0: But You uh, know yeah. it's an outdated <laughs> Windows version, right? It's like, I got that cranky old app running on this VM. I am not going to change it. <laughs> like, you, <Yeah>. You're afraid <laughs> of it. But uh, Yeah, the whole prospect of, okay, I'm going to try and make that app run on a newer VM host and see if I can make that better. Uh, at some point, this gets too expensive. At some point, you've got to push back on, we need to rewrite or replace this app in some way. I think it's an, it, it's a constant uh, battle.
1: Yeah, you, of course. And you can ask yourself, so if I have this application that runs uh, for 25 uh, years mm-hmm. or longer, yeah, do I really need it? Is it that good? Is there no replacement uh, that is being, probably being better or some SaaS application uh, that uh, I can do for very cheap? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or you can run it maybe in a container or in Azure, maybe, and uh, then you, it's it's always there, right? And uh, you, yeah, it it depends on uh, what you are doing with this application, and uh, and are you there to touch it eh? and to change it? Yeah. Because that is often the case, you know.
0: Absolutely. Nobody wants to
1: spend time in these uh, old applications because it's running
0: these old these old forms over data windows apps dependent on sql server uh the are the seem to be the bane of some folks assistance and i think power apps may be the window it's like you know you could rewrite this relatively inexpensively in a tool that it will be cloud savvy and work on mobile devices and all those good things that's a different show <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but you mentioned sql sql is, is just a pain as uh, as the rest you know mm-hmm. these versions uh, a lot of customers are running a really outdated uh, yeah. SQL service. And uh, you see it now with Exchange, uh, also uh, 2013 uh, or uh, older the versions. Uh, and it seems not that old, but in software country, a year is, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, already history. Yeah. And, uh, 10 versions are there. So 2013
0: is eight years old now. You know, if you haven't <laughs> kept up, you're, you're, you're struggling. And, uh, this latest wave with the nim exploits in exchange, I think everybody's exchange operators are going, holy man. Like, do, when do we turn this off? When do we move to the cloud? I don't want to deal with that again. Is that, that breach was crazy. Robert, I got to interrupt for one moment for this very important message. This episode of Run-As is brought to you by SQL Intersection back at the Swan Hotel in Orlando, June 6th to 10th. You've heard the SQL Q&A shows we publish on RunAs twice a year from SQL Intersection. That is a microcosm of the five days of awesome learning available to you from the real-world consultants and members of the SQL Server team that speak at the show. Learn proven problem-solving techniques and technologies you can implement immediately, as well as insight into the future of SQL Server. Get answers to performance monitoring, troubleshooting, designing for scale and performance, working in the cloud, and exploring all the new features of the latest version of SQL Server. And if you still have questions by the end of the week, join the closing session of SQL Intersection and be part of the SQL Q&A show on Run As Radio. SQL Intersection is at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort in Orlando, Florida, June 6th to 10th. Use code RUNAS to get a discount on your registration at SQLIntersection.com, and I'll see you there. And we're back. It's Run As Radio. I'm Richard Campbell. That's Robert Smith over in the Netherlands talking a bit about our experiences with uh, Server 2022. You wrote a blog post, I guess it's a few weeks back now, talking about Sysprep problems with this preview version of 2022. I mean, I, I suspect this might be a little unfair because obviously the next preview will fix this, but it was a bit cranky to get installed.
1: Yeah, well, it was an easy fix because, and also I think, uh, the update of edge was just a last minute uh, saying, well, let's push out uh, the latest version of edge into, uh, into that, that, preview. Yeah. And, uh, they just installed it as a user and not as a system. Right. So yeah, pull it back on. It's easy, but, uh, yeah, if you are just uh, new to the system and uh, didn't know how to do it, yeah, then, uh, There's a guidance on my block, so it's uh, easy to do, but uh, yeah, it will uh, yeah, sometimes these little testing uh, is uh, time-consuming, and that is also why you should join the insiders uh, for getting the latest bit, because next time, if something happens in production, you are familiar with the product, and you say, oh, that's the problem, probably, and uh, I played with it, it's not the first time, so Uh, It makes things easier.
0: And it just reminds you of all the moving parts in Windows that that a misassigned security privilege for the browser impairs an install. Like, that's an interesting issue. (laughs) Okay. Don't know why that would have that much impact, but I guess it does. And we can work around that.
1: Yeah. And uh, for the sysprep, it's uh, a common thing because if you want to use it for, like, uh, Windows Virtual Desktop, or well, a lot of people are creating a, a pre-built images and then uh, deploy it to the VMware uh, machines or making templates uh, for Citrix uh, if they do that. And um, yeah, then you, you have to up these machines.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm also looking out for new Active Directory capabilities coming in 2022. Just trying to figure out how Active Directory is going to go forward now with so much... Azure AD and, you know, hybrid life. It's like, what does a a Active Directory look like long-term? Like, well, how much energy is Microsoft still putting into it? Because they sure aren't talking about it. Well,
1: that's an interesting part, because if you run a server in Azure, Mm
0: -hmm. you can
1: make that server Azure Active Directory join. Right. And you can do all the things, you have multi-factor authentication out of the box, but on-premise, you can't. Yeah. So even it's the same build. So there are features in, in Windows already that can do that.
0: Yeah, so there are workarounds.
1: So if you download, yeah, if you download an image from Azure to the on-premise, and run it on a Hyper-V, then you have of course it's uh, it's a, a workaround but uh, theoretically you should have an Azure AD joint server right. on-premise. Yeah, well. Probably not supported, but you can, right? So, and it's there in Azure. So, in the next probably years, you will see that the uh, domain joint will go away and also probably come into uh, the uh, Azure Active Directory.
0: Yeah, I think that seems inevitable, and I think it's folks are just minimizing their efforts around AD these days, just because it looks like it's all going to be cloud joined after this, and, uh, and that's what you should focus your attention on. And the same for the group policy aspects and and how you do uh, authentication strategies. So yeah, I, I, it's, you know, we think about most new Microsoft products as coming from the cloud first, right? Everything in Exchange is shows up in Exchange Online and then we get a new version of Exchange On-Prem. I just don't get the same sense for Windows Server. Like you don't see a version of Server in the cloud that then uh, has capabilities that we eventually can get in an improm build. build. I don't think they're working that way right now.
1: No, well, it's in a book. Maybe it's you know it's it's hard to guess because uh, it's also uh, what does the market do and, uh, and like uh, the pandemic uh, that mm-hmm. is changing a lot of things and uh, people are working from home, different demands uh, demands that we couldn't imagine uh, a year ago, right? So um, and Microsoft uh, must be struggling with that also.
0: Yeah, I wonder if this is the preview to dip their toes in the water and say, what do people want from a new version of server? Like, mean, Obviously, the security stuff is front and center because everybody is struggling with security problems these days. The container stuff seems to be a little interesting to me just because it is addressing legacy issues and so forth eventually. But I, I see a, the secure by, the, you know DNS support for secured DNS, yeah, we probably should have had that a while ago. You know, they should always have been on one way or the other, but I don't know that what other people are really caring about that, that's going to make the biggest difference to them in a new server.
1: Yeah, they just run a server just as uh, 2012, 2016, 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, probably a lot of yeah people are just you uh, running the latest version or latest version minus one. Uh, because they're still scared about uh, the new features that uh, will come. And, uh, yeah, it, it. I don't know. But if you want to have the best experience, you should have the latest version. And if you have Azure and you have a hybrid uh, environment, then, yeah, you can easily manage uh, this new server with Azure Arc. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, that is something... Maybe on a roadmap for a lot of people.
0: Well, certainly the admin client or, what you know, the general press towards stop using RDP, which I I think most of the IT people are really struggling with. Like, RDP is how I talk to my machines. And I know you want me to stop, but it's like, there's a bunch of workflows I've got that kind of depend on RDP.
1: Yeah, well, RDP is still there. You want to have remote access, but this RDP is now HTML5, but you can't do that. You can't. Uh, RDP with your browser. Right. But, but, you, but you have to have uh, HTML5. And you don't need RDP. You don't need to open the port. Yeah, the port must be open on the server, of course. Right. But not exposed on the internet. You would hope. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of tools that can do that. If you're using Admin Center, then uh, you can run it uh, in the Admin Center also in the, uh, in the browser.
0: Yeah. the ad- ad- The Admin Center makes me pretty happy. Again, for certain tasks, but I think it's, we're still struggling with other things. And, and that's got nothing to do with a new version of the operating system either. Like Admin Center has been given to us for a while now to try and get us managing existing servers. It's always a struggle of, is 2022 going to move us further down this path, really, you know, help? And how is that going to make that easier? What, what make remote admin simpler in 2022? I don't have good answers for that yet.
1: Well, it depends on uh, connectivity, of course, where mm-hmm. your uh, servers are how you're connecting to your service if it's uh, in a data center or next to you in a closet or something. Right. And um, remote uh, access to that server. eh? A lot of people are still walking to the data center and like to cuddle uh, the service eh? because they see it as a pet. (laughs) Yes.
0: Go look at the blinky lights.
1: Yes. And uh, there's a console and they uh, they work on it. But... um, in a modern day, and yeah, you go where you are, and uh, on the road or on your laptop, and uh, doing remote desktop or HTML5 remote desktop or Bastion or whatever tool you're using uh, for uh, connectivity to the server, mm-hmm. and and that is it. Yeah, probably a game, uh, game changer to uh, connectivity and to the uh, ports that needs to be open on your firewall, because a lot of things. Uh, are not being opened, but it's being triggered by you. And right. You're exiting the door.
0: Or you're going through a VPN connection or however you're getting there to, to try and yeah. Stay, yeah. stay there securely. I guess the biggest thing I see with 2022, why we have to pay attention to it, is it is going to be the long-term support version. So if you, if running your own servers is in your your plan for the next four or five years, you're going to end up with some 2022. There's no way around that.
1: You should yes absolutely and the migration is getting better and better uh, they're already built in tools in uh, in server 2020 even in 2019 uh, the migration services, easy to use yeah or use it in combination with uh, windows admin center and uh, it's yeah probably lift and shift for you or doing the 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 easy parts uh, by uh, by tooling.
0: Yeah, just build a new v- uh, a VM, set the new instance up, move the workloads across, retire the old VM.
1: Yeah. And of course, that seems easy. And uh, there are uh, saying 80% of your workloads uh, that can do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe a fraction of this needs some manual or a reinstallation of any kind of uh, yeah programs uh, that needs to be set up on the server. That not is uh, being done by the migration services, but yeah, it's getting easier.
0: Yeah, I I don't see anything in any of the notes so far about talking about twenty twenty two as a good VM host. Uh, I I've been I've been enjoying using twenty nineteen as the my as a VM host on a set of servers, but uh, I at the moment would have no inclination to change that. Like I don't see any emphasis on this will host really well.
1: No, it, time will tell, and uh, I expect. Yeah, the things are getting better and better, mm-hmm. and you have more advanced security features like the TLS that you already mentioned uh, yeah. in the beginning, and uh, HTTPS support and all these little things. Yeah, that makes things better and also worthwhile on uh, on doing uh, the latest uh, uh, bits on uh, on a VM,
0: yeah, or on a host. Security bond on by default, I think, is the biggest one we're going to get here. Just that uh, you don't have to comb through with the configurations of your VMs to make sure you've got SMB1 turned off and, and the proper AES on and, and HTTP3. Like You can make all that stuff work on older versions of Windows, but the idea that it's just there in 2022 and preferred, I think it's going to make our lives just a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, trust no one. And, uh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. I, any idea when we're getting another build? Have you have I hadn't read anything about uh, an impending preview. No. This has really been a quiet ver- new version of Windows, which I find odd.
1: Yeah, and it probably comes also. We have this Ignite uh, Spring yeah. build, and uh, after that, yeah. Well, there's probably nothing, right? So it's uh, the the MVP summit was there, but it's. Uh, not uh, used for announcing new bits. No. And the next event will probably be uh, the server event. And I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but uh, looking at last year, there was a server Windows Server event uh, somewhere in, uh, in probably May or in June. And um, yeah, and then after the holiday season, uh, probably there will be Ignite uh, Autumn or... Uh,
0: yeah, you got to think that the fall Ignite will be the...
1: Oh, the fall something, yeah.
0: Will probably be a, a fairly big version. I don't know that it'll be actually shipping uh, by then. We have no indication of that at all. I wonder if this is going to be a late 2022 version, because they're really just sort of seeing what the market wants this time around.
1: Yeah, it's uh, exciting uh, when it comes. Uh, and um, But yeah, nobody knows at this time uh, because... The, the features, uh, that are being showed in, uh, in the text, uh, for 2020 mm-hmm. are not there. Nobody can touch it uh, or test it, uh, for, uh, for a spin. And, um, yeah, we all have to wait, uh, to the, uh, to the next build.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Hey, Robert, really great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your help in this space. I see other folks have leaned on your, your blog posts around getting this up and running and, uh, I uh, hope you'll come back when we get a new version, and we can argue whether this is worthwhile. Like, are they doing stuff we care about? Uh, I, I appreciate your insights.
1: Yeah, thank you, Richard. And uh, maybe we are totally wrong on uh, on the builds, and uh, yeah,
0: it would not be next, the so first we... time, friend. <laughs> I've been wrong no. before, but we're not getting <laughs> yeah. a lot a lot from the Windows team. So you know, other than the occasional blog post, and everything's pretty vague. Uh, I guess it's up to us to take these bits out for a spin and just go, is this good? Is this something we need? Absolutely. And uh, take it from there. All right.
1: Yeah. Thank you. It's it.
0: Robert Smith, thanks for coming on the show. And we'll talk to you next time on Run As Radio.